MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number two of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefei alongside Wes Reynolds here on a college football week zero Saturday. Football is back in our lives, and it is oh so lovely. We're hanging out at the VEASAN studios mm-hmm. at the South Point. Uh, right now at Northwestern Trails, Nebraska, 7 nothing, but they have the ball around the 50-yard line. And then Western Kentucky has regained the lead against Austin P. 14-10 early in the second quarter. But, Wes, let's turn our attention to the NFL here as we start hour number two. The Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Right now, Atlanta, the home team, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Total at 34-and-a-half. We've seen the Falcons get bet out, and we have seen the total get bet under here, which is indicating that we're probably not going to see many of the Jags starters or heavy contributors. You wouldn't expect so because of the injuries. One thing I do want to clean up real quick, Matt Corral foot injury in the scrimmage. Yes. So he is actually out for the season. Yeah. So wanted to clean that up. So obviously uh, maybe Carolina is going to be in the market, perhaps for a quarterback on the waiver wire. So uh, yeah, yeah. we'll go ahead and clean that up. Uh, Jaguars Falcons tonight. Look, uh, the Falcons in the preseason are the anti Baltimore Ravens. If you look at in the last 20 preseason games, and I don't really, I think these trends in the preseason are often more coincidence incidences rather than patterns but nevertheless mm-hmm. Atlanta 3 and 17 straight up and 2 and 18 against the number in the last 20 preseason games uh look the Jaguars also 0 and 2 this preseason and haven't covered neither defeat so something's got to give tonight <laughs> in this uh clash between the Jaguars and the Falcons uh 
Uh, look, uh, you don't expect to see a lot of starters. Some teams are using this as dress rehearsal. Some teams are like, you know what, let's just get through it and move on. We don't have a game next week. And, uh, you know, let's get back to making our decisions on who's going to make this team. We know Trevor Lawrence is not going to go. So it's going to be some sort of rotation, not necessarily in order of C.J. Bethard, Jake Luton, and also Perry. Uh, Atlanta, I, I, I think, look, uh, they still got a quarterback competition, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So, so they still got to look. I think Mariota is going to start, but yeah. I don't think the gap between Mariota and Ritter maybe is as pronounced as we think and we've already seen this move this was four it's now up to six and a half so probably the Jaguars have seen what they needed to see they don't care if they if they win or lose this game it's not gonna matter for the regular season standpoint but uh, Atlanta you know maybe they want to finally win because they haven't been winning a lot in preseason uh, I'm not gonna lay six and a half though with a team that's uh three and 17 in their last 20 preseason games this is an easy stay away for me under getting bet though we're seeing it down as low as 35 34 and a half that's interesting that you said that there could be a potential quarterback competition in Atlanta because that's not really how it's being discussed here right. through training camp and preseason Mariota right now is the veteran guy but Ritter to your point, looked pretty good against the New York Jets this past Monday. Do you think we'll see Ritter earlier than people may think come regular season? I think you might because, look, I think the fact that, you know, you did a trade to get him in the third round, Mm -hmm. you know, I know this isn't a high first-round guy where it's like, okay, we're going to give him every single chance, but it's like you got to give him somewhat of a chance because if you think Atlanta is going to be bad, and I do, I even still like them under five minus $1.45 on the win (laughs) total, so that would mean that they would be in line perhaps for a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young. You at least, I think, got to see what you have with Desmond Ritter, you know, and at least say, because even a third round pick, you don't want to just spend that willy nilly. I mean, that's not something where you're like, "Eh, if he works out, okay. I mean, you want a third round pick. I don't care what position it is to work out on your roster. And that's why they're very coveted when you get into like the trade market. But they got to see at least if they have any potential in Desmond Ritter before all of a sudden they think, okay, we're not going to be a very good team. This is a long rebuild here in Atlanta. Atlanta really stood a sh- should have started this uh, rebuild probably two or three years ago. I think that mm-hmm. they are very late in starting it. They could have probably moved Matt Ryan on to a team where at the end of his career, he can chase a ring with the contender or something like that, which he's trying to do now with Indianapolis. But yeah, I, I do think Ritter, you're going to see maybe at least a little bit of a quarterback platoon. I do think Mariota is going to be the starter as the veteran. So when I say there's a competition, that doesn't mean it's 50-50 on who's going to start week one. Mariota is going to start yeah. week one clearly against New Orleans in the opener. But I do think that Desmond Ritter is going to see some action in the regular season because I, I, I think, you know, you don't want a chance and be, it's kind of a similar thing with Houston, even though Davis mills is the clear starter. You want to see what you have with Davis mills, even though you don't have a lot around him because Houston's expected to be a, you know, four or five win team based on their win total too, where they might have a shot at one of those two top quarterbacks. Yeah. No stone unturned. And if you're looking for a quarterback and you have a young one on the roster, you might as well play them and see what they got. Uh, Marcus Mariota being a veteran. We kind of know what he is as a quarterback in the NFL. Maybe Ritter ends up being a good quarterback to Mm -hmm. where you don't need to be in the Bryce young, CJ Stroud Mm -hmm. sweepstakes upcoming in the 2023. It's not just quarterback that you need. You have multiple (laughs) positions. You need running back. You could use another receiver. You can use another offensive lineman you could do secondary so you know there are going to be other top players at that top end of the 2023 draft other than the two quarterbacks on the Jacksonville side 
Are you optimistic about this Doug Peterson-led Jacksonville Jaguars team after what we saw with Urban Meyer last year, which was just nothing short of a disaster? Now they have a Super Bowl-winning head coach manning the sidelines, Trevor Lawrence, entering year two. Where are you at on the Jags in Duval County? I'm not optimistic, like, short-term. I think long-term this could be good. And, look, I didn't do anything with their win total. I think six and a half might be just a game too high. I still think they might be a year away from getting to where they're winning seven, eight, potentially nine games I do think that the culture is going to make a difference and I don't think that we should ignore that because you've got a guy in Doug Peterson that's got credibility yeah. immediately with these players because he has a Super Bowl ring and also he's a guy that's going to treat them like men you know he's not gonna he's not gonna know, kick he's them? not gonna be kicking uh, you know <laughs> Josh Lambeau in the shin Jeez. or you know doing what he did he's not gonna bench the best running back James Robinson which Urban Meyer did last year and uh, you know I think he's gonna be at least good for Trevor Lawrence, who showed flashes last year, but did lead the league with 17 mm-hmm. interceptions. Uh, uh, they did bring in some people for free agency, and of course, they overpaid. They overpaid a little bit for Christian Kirk, but you're going to overpay in free agency. They brought in Brandon Scherf on that offensive line. Uh, Foyasade Olukun, who, speak of, speaking of Atlanta, was with them last year, actually led the league in tackles with 192. So Peterson and Press Taylor, who's the new offensive coordinator, they got to be a little bit more. They got to be a lot more explosive on offense. They were dead last in scoring last year, 14.9 points a game. Kirk finally gets an opportunity to prove that he can be a number one receiver in this league. They bring in Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, add it to Marvin Jones and Chanel and Lacron Treadwell. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of double tight too, because Peterson likes to use that 12 personnel. So yeah, you see Evan Ingram with Dan Arnold together. If Ingram can stay healthy, which he couldn't often do in New York, the offensive line, I think it looks better, at least on paper, than last year. The franchising of Robinson, bringing in Sheriff, the center, Luke Fortner, they drafted in the third round, probably going to be your opening day starter to replace the retired Brandon Linder. But they did give up 32 sacks last year. And look, you got to keep Trevor Lawrence uh, standing uh, to be able to make plays. James Robinson returns from that Achilles injury. They also have Travis Etienne, who had a list rank injury. So, that's a good one-two punch in the backfield, and we'll see how they're going to disperse the carries between them because, of course, Etienne, you know, a lot of magic with Trevor Lawrence back there in the days in Death Valley at Clemson. So I think that this team is going to show improvement, and I think they're going to be competitive game to game, but I don't love them on the win total. This is a team that I can see having a lot of close losses this mm-hmm. season where where they hang in and they're very good against the spread like when we look at the end of the year don't be surprised if they're like 11 and 6 against the spread and they've covered some big numbers at at, at underdog so uh you know Jacksonville I, I think that they're in a better place obviously mm-hmm. than they were this time last year I think that there's you know at least everybody is going in the same direction and when everybody's on the same page going in the same direction that's the first battle that you have and that's a battle that Meyer and the cons who own the team never were able to win last year well the Jaguars have had the top pick in the last two drafts Trevor Lawrence the quarterback now Trayvon Walker the pass rusher out of Mm -hmm. Georgia Walker probably one of the least heralded number one overall picks in recent memory probably have to go back to 2013 with Eric Fisher to the Chiefs Uh, is probably another guy who flew under the radar as the top pick but right now over at BetMGM Walker is nine to one to be the defensive rookie of the year so far through preseason, he's looked awesome. Yeah. He's looked like a game-wrecking kind of defensive lineman there, and they use him as a D lineman. They use him standing up as an outside rusher, as a linebacker. What do you expect from Walker? Because if they knock this pick out of the park, 
maybe this defense can be much better than we're all anticipating. Well, you look, and I, I think just looking at it on the surface, they went with potential necessarily mm-hmm. over production. You mean arm Hutchins. length? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and all the different intangibles. Uh, you know, his upside, I love all those draft bus buzzwords and whatnot and athleticism and all that stuff. But, a lot uh, of length. Yes, exactly. Uh, but, you know, Hutchinson was more productive at Michigan in college, and I think Walker was. But keep in mind, mm-hmm. Walker was on the best defense in college football in probably the last at least decade yeah. or so that Kirby Smart had down there in Georgia. So you look at Walker, had 37 combined tackles last year, seven and a half TFL, six sacks. So you don't have the long term production, but you know, athletically, there's a lot of potential here. And that's what Trent Balky and, and company they elected to go with. Uh, Jack. Jacksonville really hit defense heavily in the draft. Devin Lloyd, Mm -hmm. of course, a linebacker out of Utah in the first round. Chad Muma out of Wyoming, a third-round guy who could be potentially good down the line. They bring in Ola Kuhn, who I mentioned led the tackles for the Falcons. Uh, Fatukasi, who was uh, with the Jets the last four seasons, he comes in up there on that defensive line. Uh, They signed Darius Williams from the Rams in the secondary. So, they have added talent. Now you got to get them to work together because that's the thing with Jacksonville. And the reason why I think they're kind of a year away, significant upgrade in coaching and better talent on the roster and a more cohesive, I think plan or direction. However, you look, this organization's had 10 double digit losing seasons in the last 11 years. That does not get turned around overnight. Uh, But look, if Trevor Lawrence can look like he did against Indianapolis in that week 17 finale, Uh then you might have something. I think they're going to be improved but you're not going to see many more wins than you saw last year. Yeah, they built on both sides of the trenches, which is what Doug Peterson had in Philadelphia when he won that Super Bowl back in 2017. We'll see how this plays out in Duval County. On the other side, we'll continue this NFL preseason discussion talking about the two Super Bowl teams, the Rams and the Bengals. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID and open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino in a college football week zero Saturday. We are through one Mm -hmm. in Dublin, Ireland between Nebraska and Northwestern. The Cornhuskers lead the Wildcats seven to three right now. The live number over at BetMGM where you can download the app. Like we mentioned 14 and a half. So if you you want to take the points, you got to lay minus 125 though for the Wildcats. They're total 50 and a half. 50 and a half on the total as you mentioned and Nebraska by the way and Northwestern territory. I think just inside the 40 yard line as they show Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner and his nice suite over there. I wonder if Kevin Warren though by the way per reports here in Aviva Stadium I wonder if he is taking advantage of the current free beer situation. Mm. This from Jake Sorensen who works for uh, 93.7 the ticket there in Lincoln, Nebraska says beer slash alcohol is free right now at Aviva stadium because the <laughs> internet is down. Irish hospitality is top notch. Huskers. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, we know, and you made this observation, so I want to credit you during the break. It's like, well, I guess we're not getting Danny Bird for a <laughs> halftime phone segment here uh, uh, over there. Danny, of course, over there in Dublin to watch his uh, beloved Nebraska Cornhuskers, who, by the way, are on the move, trying to make this a two-score game very early on, 7-3, to just outside the red zone. We just started the second quarter. What are we doing in the States here? Because I feel like Wi-Fi drops all the time. Yes. You know, we're not giving away free, it, free adult beverages. It, it, it could even drop. 
drop off from time to time right here in this studio, exactly. in fact, Femi. Exactly. There's been times I've been trying to refresh, and it says, oh, Wi-Fi not connected. I don't get a free beer. Uh, we got, we got to fix that here stateside because that is excellent hospitality. Yes. And it, it may make for a ruckus crowd there. That, we don't have the volume. That is setting but. the gold standard <laughs> for <is>. hospitality. <laughs> I mean, uh, would we would we have that out here at our own Allegiant Stadium? Uh Probably not a good idea based on when I see all these. <laughs> yeah, you know it's what? Not. It's the preseason where, like, the freaks come out at night, right? You know? Have you seen all these fights at preseason games in the stands? There was one last night. I saw one in Jacksonville. At Allegiant. There was the one in Jacksonville. Yeah. And the one hero and all that, by the way, was, like, the hippie guy that was wearing the retro Florida Emmett Smith number 22 jersey. He was kind of trying, hey, cool out, man. <laughs> Cool out. He was the one trying to increase the peace, and everybody else behaved like a, a bunch of uh, ruffians. Yeah, he was there for vibes. Everyone else was there for violence. Yes. Um, but we're here for vibes on betting across America. So let's get back to the NFL here. Uh, the Rams taking on the Cincinnati Bengals later this afternoon. Kickoff at noon over there in the jungle, or 3 o'clock, actually. 3 o'clock after in the afternoon here in the West Coast. Um, the Bengals, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Total sitting at 37 I doubt we'll see any starters or any key contributors from either side in this game. Sean McVay, Zach Taylor, they come from the same coaching tree where they don't really like to play their guys Mm -hmm. in the preseason. But what do you make of these teams in their season outlooks here coming up in a couple of weeks? Both of them made the Super Bowl, Rams being the defending champions here. Which one do you think has the better chance of getting back to the big game? You know, Femi, uh, go figure when you have a joint practice between the two combating <laughs> yeah. teams in the Super Bowl. Speaking of violence. That there may be some animosity <laughs> and there may be some heat. Of course, uh, Aaron Donald uh, was swinging that helmet like he was Aaron Judge with a baseball <laughs> bat at the uh, at the open practice the other day. So, uh, you know, probably not the best look for a guy that's a generational talent yeah. at defensive tackle may go down as one of the best to ever play the game, if not the best. So uh, look, there's going to be some heat when you got a team. It's like, Hey, those dudes are wearing our rings. You know, that should have been us. So yeah, you're seeing the heat there. Uh, probably uh, that's another reason Ooh. why you're not going to see. It. And there's, there's the video, our right video there. audience who's watching this right yeah. now. You can see what was going on at that joint practice with the Rams and the Bengals. Donald would, man, he was, yeah. Reckless he, a bit. <laughs> he, he was like uh, Aaron Judge with a fastball right over the yeah. middle of the plate. A nice little cookie there swinging that helmet. But, yeah, no surprise. Uh, you know, you want to dismiss it as boys will be boys. But a guy like Donald, you would think, would be above that. He was anything but above that uh, in that in that one here. So, yeah, I don't expect to see a lot of starters play here. Why would you do that? I think mm-hmm. when you've obviously seen what we just saw in the yeah. video, it's like, do I really want to get, you know, a skill position? player get a couple linemen hurt uh there's no point yeah no absolutely (laughs) not so we really haven't seen a ton of adjustment because i don't think it's been officially announced but based on what we've seen with the rams over the last few years as uh you know we're going to uh wait on a decision by the way nebraska has a fourth and goal here 12 11 left to go so we'll Mm. get you updated on that but back to this game at hand the rams and the Bengals. We know Sean McVay doesn't like to play anybody anyway. He has never cared about the preseason. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow has been injured over the last couple of years, at least uh, partially uh, missed some time. So, you know, he's not going to go. So you would expect a lot of the backups, the quarterbacks, uh, uh, Brandon Allen, Jake Browning, Drew Plitt for Cincinnati for the Rams. Uh, John Wolford, Bryce Perkins, Luis Perez for the uh, uh, defending champions as uh, Casey Thompson. Let's see if he got in here. Referee throws him up. He just got over that goal line, a little zone read there. So Nebraska going to go up two scores. Yeah, the Cornhuskers punched that in there. Um, But you mentioned the 
we're not going to see anybody, but do you think that these teams can get back to making deep playoff runs here in this 2022 season? Because the Rams are the favorites to win the NFC West. We don't know what to expect from Trey Lance in San Francisco. The Cardinals have been a mess throughout this offseason. Seattle, we outlined their quarterback situation in the first segment. And on the Bengals side, it's the Ravens who are mm-hmm. now getting the love in the market here as the favorite. But the Bengals are that second team in that AFC North. Um, are you expecting big playoff runs from either of these teams? Uh, for the Rams, I think there's always that potential. I think they're going to start out a little bit slow though because we often see a Super Bowl champion start out slow early on because Mm -hmm. there's that sense of urgency that you've got to get back you know it's like hey we've got this sense of accomplishment we're all admiring our rings here in the locker room and they look nice yeah they look very nice (laughs) and very extravagant uh, I might add Uh, but yeah that's the thing it's like you've gotten that accomplishment you reached the pinnacle of your sport and now you got to try to run it back and do it again. And you're, and you're all of a sudden the hunted and you're the target. You're not necessarily the under the radar hunter. Like you were a little bit last year as the four seed going into the playoffs. So I think the Rams could do it. Uh, you know, I still expect they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to win the division. I would lean 49ers actually, even mm-hmm. though Trey Lance has looked, you know, both good and bad so far in the preseason. And that's what I think you're going to get early on, but over to the Cincinnati side, that's a team that, you know, we're sure about some teams that they're going to be really good. We're sure about some teams that they're going to be really bad. Cincinnati is one of those teams in the middle where it's like, I don't want to totally sell them because I like the young core of talent that they have on that roster on both sides of the ball, but they did overachieve last year. You know, they, I mean, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times at Tennessee, and that's one of one reason I'm kind of low on Tennessee. They sacked Joe Burrow nine times, and yet Cincinnati was able to go win on the road down there. So mm-hmm. you feel like Cincinnati, you don't want to say it wasn't a fluke, but they had their fair share of luck, too. They had their fair share of fortune, I think, going forward. And you're always worried about Joe Burrow staying healthy, even though the offensive line, I think, is better in Cincinnati. But I do wonder how much did they overachieve? And that's why I'm not a total seller nor a total buyer on this team. And I really like the Ravens in this division. Yeah, I'm in lockstep with you right there with that sentiment. I bet the Ravens at plus 220 to win the division, but I'm also not betting on the under for Cincinnati because yeah. maybe there is another level that Joe Burrow can attain here. Maybe Jamar Chase, I think he does, yeah. has another well, level. Yeah, one where, of the best receivers in the league. Exactly. That's a good place to start. Yeah, they, they, that is a dynamic duo, probably one of the top three or five pass catching duos in the league there with Burrow and Chase. And then you have the other guys and Higgins and Boyd mixing in the backfield. The mm-hmm. offensive line is improved on paper. Yeah, if that comes adi- to fruition. The addition they made at guard from Tampa Bay because yes. that, that was like Cincinnati. You could tell even watching them, even when they were winning those playoff games, like I mentioned, oh, Joe was- Burrow getting sacked nine times. It's like, how could you do that with that offensive line and the way that you made it? Uh, but they add Alex Kappa mm-hmm. at right guard from Tampa Bay. Teddy Karras uh, comes in to play center from New England. Of course, you have Collins on the right side. Jonah Williams on the left side. Uh, they're going to have a first round or a fourth round pick. Volson mm-hmm. looks like he's going to get that left guard spot over Jackson Carmen, the second year man out of Clemson. But the offensive line, at least on paper, is going to be better. The receiving core is one of the best in the league. Chase. Higgins, Boyd, Hayden Hurst at tight end. Mm-hmm. Your guys out of the backfield like Samaji Ryan in the past game, Joe Mixon in the past game. So offensively, I still think that they should be good. Now defensively, are they going to be able to duplicate what they did last year? I thought that secondary actually played very solid, led by Jesse Bates, who, you know, 
they kind of called his bluff and they got him back into the fold. Uh, I don't know. I, if he I think Jesse Bates saw Dax Hill playing and it was yeah. like, mm, I don't have as much leverage as I thought I did. Yeah. So <laughs> Jesse Bates uh, returned to Cincinnati and look, uh, look, Mike, Mike Brown is not exactly uh, for, for the ownership there in Cincinnati. They aren't exactly the biggest spendthrifts necessarily anyway. It's so it's going to kind of be tight with their money. Yeah. But Jesse Bates, to your point, I think said, I better get back in camp because I may find myself looking for work here very shortly. What's the term frugal? Is that yes. what that's, that's what they call it? Frugal. frugal. Uh, one man's frugal is another man's cheap. Yeah, that, that's kind of probably what it is. Uh, we're going to continue the NFL discussion on the other side. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Pro Football Guide is out now. This year's guide is packed with Super Bowl and playoff predictions, season win total best bets for every team, best ways to bet rookie quarterbacks, plus a bookmaker breakdown on what futures the public and respected bettors are making. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network welcome back this is betting across america presented by bet mgm femi bebefe alongside wes reynolds we're hanging out here at the vcin studios at the south point hotel and casino moving along the old nfl card here but we actually did have a score update in the college football mm-hmm. week zero action uh might I add, <laughs> speaking of which service connection loss, we we're joking about the Wi-Fi going out here, and I had that on my computer popped up. But we're back in action, baby. And the Northwestern Wildcats actually scored in that game a nice TD pass. Now 14-10, Nebraska leads this game. The live number 10.5, total 59.5. Anything for you with these current numbers? Uh, not right now. Ryan Holinsky actually looks very solid. A nice little 43-yard mm-hmm. touchdown to Raymond Nero there. 9 of 10, 107, and a touchdown. Casey Thompson's been on point through for one and ran for one on that fourth down uh, where they went for it there at the goal line, 10 of 13, 132. So 14-10, Nebraska, 10-58, both off. Offenses. Northwestern's offense looks uh, relatively spry, at mm-hmm. least early on. Apparently, the Wi-Fi is working over there enough in Dublin at Aviva Stadium for uh, Danny Burke to uh, like my tweet saying that he would not be joining us for a phone or spot. <laughs> Enjoy your vacation, Danny. We wouldn't ask you to do that. But uh, you sure about that? No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. He may, he may, he may, uh, he may be kind of salty though if uh, <laughs> if Nebraska keeps breaking down in coverage like they did on that touchdown. But 14 to 10, Cornhuskers going to get the ball back so uh and uh one thing uh just a little bit off topic here if you're following the golf today i'm not going to explain the system i've already done that like 20 <laughs> times this week rain uh there in atlanta for the tour championship so we do have a weather delay in the national football league as we continue to go down this week three card the final week of the preseason then we start to play for keeps coming up here in a couple of weeks but the chicago bears taking on the cleveland browns Right now, Cleveland three-point favorites over at BetMGM. The total sitting at 39, and we're going to get some starters from both teams Mm -hmm. in this game. Kevin Stefanski told reporters that Jacoby Brissett is expected to start in this game. Also, Matt Eberflus told the Chicago media that Justin Fields and the starters will play about 25 to 30 plays, which should put them into the second quarter here. Do you have any bets in this game? And if not... 
where uh, could we find some value? I do not. And before I get to this, just because it just appeared, this from Ian Rappaport at Rapsheed from the NFL mm-hmm. Network. We talked about Sam Darnold and the injury he suffered for Carolina last night. They're saying they expect to be four to six weeks with that high ankle sprain. So not as bad as feared. So maybe Carolina, you know, we'll see if they go for an insurance quarterback. But uh, nevertheless, at least that's decent news from a depth standpoint. But, uh, yeah, looking here at Cleveland and uh, Chicago, obviously I'm low on Chicago for the season. I bet them to have the worst record in the National Football League at 12 to 1. I still think it's worth it at anything if you could find a 10 to 1 or better. I think both starters do have to play for these teams because look, uh, Justin Fields, second year quarterback. I know you got to put him behind that offensive line, but you had a chance to fix it Mm -hmm. for a few months or at least get it better. So look, he's got to get time out there and you got to throw him into the fire. And I think with Cleveland, you want to see what you have a little bit with Brissett and uh, all your different quarterback options there. Cause we wonder if they are going to be a player for Jimmy G. I know Mary Kay Cabot, who's one of the better NFL uh, beat reporters in the league reported hey, they might be willing to kind of kick the tires or take a look at, at, at Jimmy G here. So this game maybe could determine a little bit of that. It's going to be Brissett, Josh Jobs, and also Josh Rosen. We were hearing uh, over the past week that Josh Rosen – that they've actually, you know, wouldn't be opposed to necessarily starting him, that he's a lot closer to Jacoby Brissett on that depth chart than we mm-hmm. really think. Yeah, that would be quite the development there if we had him seen Josh I, Rosen I was like starting. Josh Rosen, a starter yeah. in the National Football League again. How about that? Because I, I, I'm probably being unfair to Josh Rosen, but I always remember that bad beat against Stanford where he fumbled, yes. and uh, I had UCLA plus the points. It's in the SPP intro. It seems like every one of those beats in that intro, by the way, Myself and Matt Humans were on. We always joke about that. The Ohio State Northwestern, Northwestern yep. the Stanford UCLA. We weren't on the guy falling off the horse at Gulfstream, at least. So there's <laughs> there's at least that. Yeah, we saved you from that one. Um, yeah, no this this game. I haven't played anything just because I don't know how long these guys are going to play. Maybe you play an under if this continues to tick up there. It's sitting at 39 right now between these two teams. It was that open 38, so it hasn't gone up a ton. Mm -hmm. There's a 40 in the market, but maybe it goes up a little bit higher as we get closer to kickoff, but that's probably the only thing that I would do in this Bears and Browns game. Let's keep it moving here. Cardinals and the Titans kick off 4 o'clock here on the West Coast, 7 o'clock over in Nashville and over at BetMGM. The Titans, three-point favorites, total sitting at 34-and-a-half. No word on if we're going to get starters from either team, but I would anticipate it's going to be mainly twos and threes with potentially Malik Willis vying mm-hmm. for that QB two spot for this Titan squad. Yeah, you would you would certainly anticipate that. I think that they need to get him a little bit more reps, and we've kind of seen both the good, the, the uh, really all three, the good, the bad, and the ugly for Malik Willis. He can make some plays, obviously, can scramble and has some mobility. And look, they brought him in. I think not only because they want to look at him as a future quarterback, maybe they think they have the next Steve McNair down there in Nashville, but also maybe to light a little fire as we were talking about over the break, we were talking about Cincinnati and how Tennessee lost that game. Maybe light a little fire under Ryan Tannehill a little bit because, you know, he had those three interceptions and just had a really bad game. And it's like, okay, are we getting the Miami Ryan Tannehill and not the early Mm -hmm. Tennessee Ryan Tannehill? So that could be a possibility. Although Tannehill clearly going to be, the starter going forward for this bunch but you know that means you're going to have a lot of Malik Willis maybe some Logan Woodside probably for the entire second half Uh, Arizona I like a little bit what I've seen out out of their backups here especially Trace McSorley I like a quarterback that can run in the Mm -hmm. second half in the preseason we've talked about that before where you get 
you know, the second and third team defensive guys. And even though they keep it very vanilla, they overrun tackles or they get, they make mistakes, they miss assignments. And that means you could get long quarterback runs and also, you know, keep the chains moving on offense for the first downs and whatnot. So, uh, did not play this. The total has certainly been bad. It was 38 on the opener. Now seeing as low as 34 at BetMGM, some 34 and a half also out there. But mm-hmm. small lean for me would be to Arizona taking the three. Philadelphia and Miami. This is an interesting one because we saw the reports Thursday morning that the Dolphins had a food poisoning bug making mm-hmm. its way around that team. They even canceled the last joint practice between the Dolphins and the Eagles, but Miami's still a two-and-a-half-point favorite over at BetMGM. The total has ticked down because of that news of the food poisoning. We don't know how many players will be available for this game. In fact, they canceled that joint practice to make sure that they could still play this preseason game. Uh, That total sitting at 37-and-a-half here. Anything for you between the Fly Eagles Fly and then the Finns in South Beach. Yeah, I was kind of waiting to see if there was any more reporting in terms of uh, what was going on with Miami. Haven't seen really mm-hmm. a lot of movement, though. The fact that, I mean, it's basically two and a half, so maybe a small tick downwards with some of the threes that were out there that, of course, you see on the graphic there. But mainly two and a half minus $1.15 in the market on the Miami side. Uh, look, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel, I think, has been saying the right things about Tua. Like, this guy, you know, looks mm-hmm. very good. And really, this is the battle of the two teams who have the two young quarterbacks that were former crimson tide quarterbacks where it's kind of like this is the fisher cut bait year for really both of these guys let's see what we have and both of these teams by the way have added weapons in terms of around this team so you know no excuses i think really for jalen hurts this year in philadelphia no excuses i think for two albeit this is the first year coach for him so uh yeah, yeah, with the, with all the uh, food poisoning and all that stuff, not knowing who wasn't going to play, I really didn't do much with this game. Yeah, no, to, to me, it's it's hard to bet into this game right here. But from a season long outlook, the Eagles have been the bell of the ball this offseason. The Dolphins, I feel like they've been more one of the more polarizing teams. Yeah. There's been people who are in on Tua, then there's people who are just all the way out who want to fade this team and bet the under. Where do you stand with the Dolphins? Yeah, Dolphins is some that they're a team that's very much a hold for me. They're not a buy and they're not a sell, but this is a team that I do think has a potential upside, but they also have the potential to disappoint. I like what they did bringing in Tyree Kill the Cheetah. I like the running back core down there. I think it's pretty deep. They bring back Kasiki, who I think had a great season at tight end. Uh, uh, Cedric Wilson comes in as a number two receiver. So, look. This team has a lot of potential, but I don't know. I don't really know what to do with this team. I, I, so, you know, they're always one of those teams where it's like, you know, I'm just unsure they could have either have yeah. a really high ceiling or they can be a really big disappointment. So I didn't do a lot with Miami, but let me ask you as a resident Dallas Cowboys fan here, mm-hmm. now that Philadelphia has been bet to where they are almost equal and keep in mind that the, the, the Smith injury yes. Do you think now is the time to jump in on the Cowboys? Because the Eagles, it's been one-way traffic on them. Look at that, 140 and 150. I would say yes, if not for the Tyron Smith injury. Because we see Dak's on-off numbers without Tyron Smith. I believe his play-action numbers around a quarterback rating of 73. And then with Smith off the field, that goes down to about a 44. So right now... I would do nothing in the NFC East because I do believe that the party is over on betting the Eagles to win that division at the number of plus 150. That was plus 350 mm-hmm. in March. You've missed the party if you want to get in on the Eagles. On the other side, we talk about more preseason games, including the Bucks and the Colts. TB12 is back on the field tonight. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and 
valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by none other than BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino just to get you guys up to date on what's going on in college football week zero. Nebraska has a 14-10 lead on Mm -hmm. Northwestern, but we saw a critical turnover inside the red zone there that has kind of flipped momentum in favor of the Wildcats. Boy, it was a missed opportunity, though, for Northwestern, especially if you're you're an overbacker, your your hair is coming out like mine is Mm -hmm. uh, because Northwestern does get that turnover, that fumble. But then doesn't gain anything, and now uh, they they lose you know at least a little short term momentum. They do punt Nebraska deep. I think Nebraska is going to take over at their own six yard line. Six seventeen, by the way, left to go in the first half. Nebraska fourteen to ten now minus nine and a half, fifty six and a half mm. on the total. So uh, you know Northwestern I think has shown a little bit offensively. They've moved the ball one hundred eighty six yards. Ryan Holinsky has been very accurate. Not a lot of long throws, but taking what the defense gives you and converting and completing those passes already the Northwestern offense you know looks better than pretty much what I saw at least <laughs> all of last season uh, another game that we do have uh, going to halftime down there in Bowling Green Kentucky the Hilltoppers 21 to 17 Western Kentucky over the Austin P governors so Western <laughs> Kentucky for the second half I'm seeing 11 and a half uh, in terms of the second half numbers that make it adjusted about 15 and a half 34 your second half total so 72 pretty much for the full game from the governors to the commanders yes. as we switch over to the national football league. It's all about authoritarianism <laughs> yeah, exactly. with these two teams. Femi. Exactly. Uh, the Washington commanders taking on the Baltimore Ravens in a little DMV clash over at the M and T bank stadium out there in Maryland, the Ravens, it is well documented. Their preseason success is unprecedented. It's 22 straight victories in the preseason, which is just, it's just crazy to be quite honest. A little coincidence and also a little try hard from Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh, mm-hmm. I should say, and his crew out there in Baltimore. But right now at BetMGM, the Ravens four and a half point favorites in this game against the Commanders. Total at 39. We're seeing some respected money stepping in front of this train here. We are. And, uh, you know. I'm debating if I want to get involved maybe for like the first half here, because mm. one of the reasons the Ravens I think have been so successful at the preseason, isn't just the try hard from John Harbaugh. It's the fact that they always seem to have very mobile quarterbacks in the second half. And I brought that up earlier with yeah. McSorley, uh, a former Raven quarterback, by the way, now at Arizona, you look, Lamar's not going to play. So it's going to be Tyler Huntley and then Brent Huntley and then Anthony Brown, the uh, uh, Boston college kid who transferred to Oregon ran a little bit more more zone read out there when he was in Eugene. So these are all quarterbacks that can run clearly and, and, you know, don't have to necessarily going to be statues in the pocket. So that's why they're always so valuable, but you would expect that Washington probably going to get all three quarterbacks, you know, Wentz, I don't think it's going to be long-term. It's going to be likely a series or two. And then Heineke, yeah. who of course was a starting quarterback last year. And I thought did pretty well in that role. And especially in that playoff game against Tampa Bay, where it was like, Hey, maybe they got something with this kid. It at least won him the backup job for the long-term there in Washington. And then Sam Howell, I think has shown at least some flashes. He's looked good. What I've seen in the preseason and look, uh, you know, maybe Sam Howell's a pretty darn good quarterback when he's not getting the, 
crap kicked out of him like he did last year behind that <laughs> North Carolina offensive line where he got sacked so much. And that ended his Heisman Trophy bid very early last season because they lost that opener at a bad Virginia Tech team. But I don't disagree with the line move necessarily on the commanders. I know that's absurd to say that with this Ravens mm-hmm. just incredible streak. And I talked about this last Sunday with Patrick Marr and look, the Ravens, Barely got the cover, but got the cover against Arizona. You know, you're like a six-point road favorite in the preseason. That's absurd. So, of course, the Ravens find a way to win by seven. So, (laughs) you know, it is a coincidence, but it's also you can understand the logic behind it just because of how the Ravens are structured, especially at that quarterback position. And they have continuity with the coaching staff there with John Harbaugh, and there's not a whole lot of change within that organization. So you understand why they have some of that success. I just don't have the guts to do it. <laughs> I, no, I, I don't have look, the guts to yeah, do it. I understand you don't have to do it because I was tempted to do it with Arizona last week and yeah. I eventually held off at the last minute. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did because it's like, okay, I want to be stubborn here and I want to fade this streak because everybody and their brother, even people that don't bet preseason football yeah. in the NFL are betting the Baltimore Ravens. So it's like when those people are coming into the market, that's when I want to tend to go the other way. But the Ravens, somehow they find a way. So if you made me, I'd bet the commanders. And what I may do, I may look commanders first half and not the full game and just try to win. And there's something to be said for that. If you don't feel the confidence to win the full game, there's always the first half. There's always the first quarter, more derivative market type of betting. And that's what I'd recommend here if you're going on the Washington commanders. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are taking on the Indianapolis Colts later this afternoon, 4.30 kickoff over on the West Coast, 7.30 over in Indy. Right now that line is sitting at Tampa Bay, four-point dogs in this game. The total's at 41, but we got the news yesterday that Tom Brady will indeed play in this preseason game. Now, how long? We don't really know. I wouldn't anticipate that Brady is on the field for more than a couple series, but we will see TB12 after the 9-10 to day leave of absence that he mm-hmm. took last week here. Um, what do you expect to see from this Bucks team just from the regular season early on? Because the schedule early on is rather difficult yes. here. And the offensive line issues, it's it's not mm-hmm. looking good for TB12 in that offense. Yeah, I, I think maybe this is a candidate for a team to struggle a little bit early. You know, maybe be around 500 after week six or something like that. And then kind of put it together a few game winning streak over the middle of the season. But these these uh, these offensive line issues do concern me. And you look, they've got plenty of weapons at receiver. Godwin, probably not going to be back for that opener against Dallas. We'll see. I think it's going to be, I don't know if you've heard anything different. Probably, you know, maybe the game after that against New Orleans or the game against yeah. Green Bay, their home opener in week three. But Godwin still with that surgery. Mike Evans has had some hamstring issues. Mm-hmm in terms of a training camp, but Russell you, Gage as well, Russell Gage. So Julio Jones, who they brought in by the way. So, I mean, they've got some depth at receiver. Uh, they let go of the kid Grayson who played a little bit last year. They released him earlier this week, but they have Scotty Miller. Who's a small receiver, a good kind of slot guy at tight end. It's going to be Cameron Brait taking over. And then they brought in Kyle Rudolph. They also have Otten, the kid they drafted out of university of Washington running back. I think that they've, they've got some depth at, there they re-sign Leonard Fournette but can playoff Lenny be a little regular season Lenny because I do think (laughs) that Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich they want to run the ball a little bit more I think than they did last year look they trust Tom Brady and why wouldn't you but do they want Tom Brady at 45 years old leading the National Football League in passing attempts 
I don't think that they do. I think that that's going to be a little bit of a different change in philosophy, certainly than Bruce Arians. And obviously I think Tom Brady is more than cool at that. You know, a lot of these quarterbacks say, Hey, we got to run the ball a little bit more, you know, it's mm-hmm. a, to, uh, you know, not have me drop back all these times where I can get hit. And when your career is near the end, like Tom Brady's, you don't want to take any hits behind an offensive line that at least on paper does not look as strong as it did a year ago. So Tampa Bay, I think that they're going to start out slow. I still think they're the favorite to win the division, and rightfully so, even though I did bet the Saints just kind of taking a number there because I think the market is too low on the Saints. But, you know, I'm not a total sell on Tampa Bay, but I do have some concerns about this team, even though I think that defense is going to be very good. Now, on the other side, Frank Reich said that the Colts starters will play up to a half in tonight's game here. Would you maybe lay three with this Colts team in the first half or maybe lay the points for the full game? How would you attack tonight's game? And what do you expect to see from this Colts offense that looked a little shaky when they yeah. had the starters out there against Buffalo? Well, one of the things you want to see out of this Colts offense, you want to see if these receivers can get any separation. Some of the first teamers did play against Buffalo. And, you know, maybe this is credit to Buffalo's secondary, which I think is very good and has a lot of depth up there this yeah. year. But Buffalo, they were all over those Colts receivers. They couldn't get any separation in week one. And that's what you're going to need to see. You know, new quarterback with Matt Ryan at 37 years old, the fourth straight season, the Colts have a new starting quarterback. (laughs) So you need to see Pittman and Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell and these receivers get separation. You start out with the best running back in football and Jonathan Taylor, who I know that they want to use at least a little bit less because I I would expect Naeem Hines is going to use more in the pass game and also in the running game to, you know, not have Taylor have to have such a workload that he did down the stretch for that season. So, uh, uh, no play for me on this one. That's a pretty steep money line, and, and maybe that would be the way I go. You mentioned first half, but uh, money line for the first half, if you want to do that, is minus 165. Ooh. Yeah, that's probably too steep of a price for me yeah. to pay in the preseason here. Uh, that does it for our number two. We've talked a lot of football. Our number three, we go to the Diamond to discuss Major League Baseball. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.